the podcast you have been waiting for. Six friends, six opinions, infinite laughs. You're watching history in the making. You don't have to open up your eyes, you can clearly see. The number one podcast is GCU Week. 20 years of brotherhood, the Q lot familiar. Raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Bubs opinionated, why Eddie keep you laughing? Steve will get the tea while Shot tells us all what's happening. Spiritual or natural, I'm here for the thrills. And when it comes to PJ, y'all, please say they real. From quick hits, heavy lifting, the master of the week. We get ratings through the roof every time that we speak. PA, PA, GA to the Aspens. Turning podcasts in the undertable has been sports, entertainment, and current events. Sometimes we get pissed, so the crew got a vent. So when Friday night come, you know just what to do. Sit back, put up your feet, and now rocking with the Q. Did somebody say it was Friday? I thought they did. You already know what it is. It's the one and only GQ podcast. And it's your boy, Boog, straight out the 804. I don't have that cold no more, so my voice is back. Again, moving hormones with my voice tone. So we're going to go around and get the introductions from the fellas. You know, the usual suspects. We're going to start with Bob. Let's go. Damn, did you just say you get hormones with your voices back? I said I, I, said I got my voice back. I'm moving hormones again with this voice tone. So let's go and get these introductions. Let's go, Bob. Hey, if it's your first time with us, we welcome you. This ain't usually how it goes, neither. Like, we don't discuss hormones and voice changes. We understand yeah, that. We but, yeah, if, we <laughs> but if it's not your first time with us, we welcome you back. Either way, we sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy our show. <laughs> we going to keep it in the 717 to go over there, Eddie. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this hormone talk is about, but, <laughs> but but I feel it. I mean, I love the energy. Like I'm here. You I know. I know y'all been waiting to see me. I know I'm here. Uh, I won't let you down. I love all my people, yo. Yo, we gonna take it down to ATL with Mister Suave Magazine himself, Shad. Who gonna set it off for the night? Let's go. Yo, it's been a great day. I just have to say that with 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 all my my smile and happiness, it's been a great day, and that's going. I'm done. All right, so you know what I mean. Let's um, we gonna have some fun today because I, I I gotta tell you something. It, it's what kind way, of ending you, was that? You gotta you gotta you gotta try to like just change your your direction by telling yourself that things are great, even when you're pissed off. It's been a pissy day, but it's been good. It's been productive. So it's Friday. I don't know what a weekend is, so you know tomorrow is just Saturday. It's the day after Friday. I agree. It's the, it's the day after the Q day, but you can always check us That's out on is. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, our webpage. Anyway, Sp- go ahead. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Go you ahead. can call yeah. me at seven one seven. Like, no. you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. So for everybody that's you know, I mean, kind of used to listening to us or you know, tuning in things like that, today's going to be a little uh, different, a little transparent. You know, we're talking about uh, the the epidemic of black males, and you know, seeing if we're if we're broken or if we think we're broken as other black males. But before we get into that, you know, we got our quick hits. Um, we got a hip hop homicide show. Let's let's see what that's about. King 
2022, there's been a staggering number of rappers who've been murdered. And more than half of those cases are unsolved. How many times do we have to see this in hip-hop? If pop stars were being killed at this rate, there would be an uproar about it. They'd be at war. I'm your host, Van Layton. And together with executive producer 50 Cent, we're here to bring these cases into the light. I was with him. I could see everything. My daddy was a known gangster in the city. You don't ever get curious. I'm going to keep that to myself. They don't care where you at. When I catch you, I'm going to kill you. The rumors that they had about this guy, that he was a killer. He was a hit from jail. Everybody was just pointing fingers because nobody had to answer. You say that he got money off her life insurance and then put it on the street? Yes. Who would climb to the second floor to find the locked door? You seem pretty sure that somebody was paid to kill him now. Yeah, I do. He became a target. We're here to find the truth. These guys are rappers. They're number one targets. They're dying while living their dreams. That's what happens when you mix street with music. Hip Hop Homicides premieres Thursday, November 3rd on WeTV. Stream every moment, Monday. Oh, I'm setting it off? Well, let's go. I'm here for it. I like it. I like the whole concept of it. And the reason I say I like it is because I look at artists like XXX and Mo3 or all these other artists, and then I look at the circumstances behind in which they were killed or they were shot by some unnamed people. Just And most of the time, young people, even Pop Smoke, like minors breaking in while he was in the shower trying to rock. You know what I mean? I don't believe all of it. I don't believe in coincidence, first off. Let me put that out there. But I believe it's something behind the madness. And then, like, you know, once it gets out there that, you know, labels have insurance on these people and this, this, that, and the third. A lot of the times it looks more set up than natural. You know what I mean? Like, you got your street, but when have rappers not been talking about the streets, though, and been out there in the streets? But it just started now all of a sudden that more and more of them are starting to get killed. It's not by coincidence. That's my two cents, and I'm done. Um, so I, go ahead. So I, I, I um, I'm not gonna see why you would feel like it. It's not a big coincidence, but I, I look at it kind of differently. I just feel like it's misinformed youth that's deciding that it's just the same old street mentality shit. I see you shining. I want what you got because I ain't never had nothing or whatever the scenario is. Which I'm not making an excuse for it. I think it's wrong. I, don't, I feel like instead of like trying to take somebody's shit, maybe talk to them and see how you can get where they're at. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's just the mature me talking. I don't know if, if I was 17 and living the street life, maybe I would want to just get out here and rob somebody. But I just think it's dumb. Like, I just think that it's misguided youth, man. A lot of these people getting killed by young black males. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where's it's like where, where's their their guidance you know what i mean we're the fathers that to tell these kids yo don't do dumb shit like that yeah i know you're struggling but there's other ways out of it so as far as the show yeah i'm, I'm with it obviously i'm gonna watch it because i'm interested in it or whatever but i just think like all oh, as far as the killings i just think it's misguided youth man and and we need to do better with helping out this these misguided youth like we got to show them another way i think that falls on us see i think um yeah i'm gonna watch the show um it goes into the, i think the line of thinking that's causing because we're focusing on the rappers but we know as black men black fathers with black sons that this isn't just 
rappers. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's part of our our main topic, what we're going to discuss later, is part of the psyche that's causing this. And right. we had to devy deep into why do we not value life? You know what I mean? Like we don't like in order to kill somebody, you just got to not value life because we're robbing for stupid stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a matter of protection or anything. It's because of just the fact that you would think that, yo, I'd rather kill this person and just have a possession. Like, we don't even value ourselves and look at our own brother to say like, hey, his life ain't worth this. Like, you know what I mean? Like that chain, just to own that for this few moments isn't worth his family him you know what i mean like so many people going through this thing and i just think that it just it's a show that's going to show some bigger issues and i'm here for it like definitely it, but it definitely shows the psyche of which we have to deal with as black men in america yeah. even amongst ourselves i got two things um first i think the the underlining issue is that we have to realize that a lot of the street has gone into the music industry. So now it's a way for people that have money in the street, whatever way it may be, legally or illegally, and you can wash it through the music industry and put it into an artist. And then you're taking your street beef into a music industry, which it doesn't really come into the industry necessarily, but your street beef is still your street beef. So it's like, oh, all these rappers are getting killed most of them are coming from street situations where that was already a beef they had in there. Now you're amplifying your beef by putting your shit on a track and then pushing it nationwide or worldwide, antagonizing the person you beefing with, thinking that you're not going to get touched. So a lot of it, I just, it's not, like Book said, it's not random. Like, all oh, this is like stuff that's that's going on. But when you give access to you know what I mean? Hood dudes to be able to like put their money into the music industry to try to clean up, to try to you know, change the pace of life, whatever. Your street problems follow you. So if you don't dead that shit before you get in there, it's coming with you. So I'll probably watch it. I mean, it's like probably the best hip hop snitch show ever. I'm definitely going to like check it out. But I mean, it's, it's this is like this is snitching one on one and you're doing it like live television. This is like that industry is not supposed to be snitching. My but you no, know what? I mean, if you look through a lot of the cases, I promise you, if you look the majority of them, like some of them, like, to your credit, shot, you're right. Some of them do have pre-existing beef. But a lot of these jokers were shot with no robberies. A couple of them had robberies, like PNB Rock was the latest one that had a robbery. Uh yeah. Pop Smoke, the motive was quote unquote robbery when they got in there. But if the man was in the shower, were you really just there to rob it? Because you no. killed it. You see what I'm saying? You can say no, the robbery, but I'm telling, I believe, and then three or four of them were actually on the same label, which blows me. Because I'm like, even as an A&R, an artist, a producer, whoever, you're not going to tell me that you're getting these artists and three or four of your artists on the same level go out the same way? Yeah. So, I mean, but some of it, like I said, I, I don't think that it's all, it could be that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but think about King Von. His shit started over some beef. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, his a, was a fight and some beef, and then he ended up getting shot. So it's, but it, it their, is their typical fight, street shit, though. It's typical But their fight was going on for, like, the fight between his crew and the other crew was going on for, like, two years. It was just a matter of being in the same place. 
But that's typical hood stuff that happens in the, without the rappers, like I think you were saying. Like exactly. two guys could have been beefing for a long time and they just happen to be at the same club. Yo, go get the strap. Yeah, I mean, and, and and there it go. You on site. They're, they're, they're still lost. It's still like Bub said. They're missing, like they're for you, not, for you to be reckless, have reckless abandon, and it's not even just the person you're trying to kill. A lot of these just happen in front of of innocent bias that you just let loose from everybody. It's something's missing. They don't care. You know what I'm they saying? Like something's missing up there, bro. Like uh, I mean, again. it's 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 misguided youth, like you were saying, Eddie. But the thing is that the main true issue in the matter is that we're losing too many young black men for stupid reasons. Like there's no yeah. validity. There's like there's no reason why we don't understand like the value of life. Like you're, we're getting attacked by others for just being us. So then we're gonna turn it back on ourselves on each other, and hate yeah. the ones that's progressing. Like it's a classic crab in a barrel mentality, but it's also a fact like you're making more enemies on top of the ones that you already naturally have. Like, like you're not gonna be productive, and they're just making that much more harder for for us. And like you said, Eddie, like as well, like. We need fathers. Like, we need men. Like, the old heads to step up and kind of give these guys, like, the game. Like, yo, we got to stop sensationalizing some of these negative things. And I think, I that's, think that's the cause for, like, and that's the thing that's been a, a major cause for these kids. Because now, I think, like, to your point, Shaw, with the, it being in the music industry, and there's more money to be made because I think a lot more people know how to make money. Because I think people always funnel money through music before. Like, you know, we know... Very Gordy story, and a lot of them did. But now that they know the point system, the internet, everything's open, there's more money available. But like what Eddie was saying, like, yo, ask somebody, how can I get along with this? Like, you don't have to take it from that next man. You should learn from that. That's how you build better nations and stronger um communities. Like, and that's just sad that we just have to keep having these type of things. And that's why they're they don't feel that we value because we don't even value ourselves. And it's just sad and it and it hurts. Cause I have a son, you know what I mean? I have two sons. So it's like, you know, and I'm a black man, you know, it's already enough target on my back and on their back. So the thing that they can't even look at their own peer and be like, ah, and we live in crazy times, but they're like, these, these incidences are a lot of amongst their own peers. And it's just sad, man. Like we got to get in the right direction. I think before we like, dig too far into this because this is pretty much like the main topic i, I think about to say, yeah, yeah i think yeah. i think a big issue of it is that we've celebrated dysfunction for so long and when you do that it glorifies all the wrong shit so now you think that it's hot to do that like that's that's cool i'll take a i'll take a bid to put somebody on their back like it's just the mindset's wrong but the mindset has been glorified for like three decades so it, it takes oh, I say it, it takes just as much to get back away from something that you get into so if it took three decades to get there it's going to take three decades to get back out like you you got work to do yeah because it's generation after generation and it's just right. enough. Cause it's not just the, it's not just that generation our generation is the same you, yeah. you follow basically you listen to what you're hearing in the music and whether this person is really living that life or not you glorify it i want to do that I want to rob somebody. That seems like a cool thing to do. I want to rock the jewels and all of that there. Like, and I'm going to take it from him because I'm going to get notoriety, Roddy. I'm rather, because I did that. Now they know my name in the streets is I'm a stick-up kid and 
But like it's you're right. It's generation. It's not. I can't even just blame nah, the younger kids because it's been it's something that people of our generation have done, and even that's before. It. You know but yeah, even before snatching chains was a thing in like the 60s, 70s. Yeah, like it's exactly. just it ain't it ain't new. Like it's yeah. it takes it takes because we put snatching chains because we put too much value on the wrong thing. We put it on items on instead of life. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because right. if, if you value, that's right. what I'm saying. Like it always comes right. down to if you value a life. Because again, even like oh you ro- you took my chain. Oh, so I'm gonna take your life. You know what I mean? Like and that's what happens. Or like oh you tried to take my chain. I'm gonna take your life instead of just. Yeah. Like, yeah. we got to learn how to value each other. Like, that's what we're missing. Like, you know, but. Yeah. Because, yeah. We, yeah, we're, di- yeah. we're digging into we our did, main But job. we definitely got, we got some more quick hits for y'all, though. Like, there's more. Like, there's more. <laughs> All right. So, Bub, you got to go into this Brett Farr thing. I don't know about this where for all. Like, what do you do? All right. All right. So, I know everybody's seen that the two main stories from last week. For our second quick hit, we're going to just. Yeah, I can't hear Bub. Can't hear. I can't. We can't hear you, bro. We can't hear you, Bub. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Did you push the button? You muted it. <laughs> we can nah, hear. We can't nah, hear nah. Nothing. <laughs> I, I could tell you basically. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you yet, bro. So basically, right. he, oh, he, he was, from my understanding, he, he was he was it was he was taking money that was supposed to be for like welfare and things of that nature, and they were trying to build a, a tennis court or something that I believe his daughter's volleyball uh, college or whatever, he, volleyball one of them one of them joints, but they were sure. taking money, and I think he was in cahoots with, was it the governor that he was in cahoots with, I believe. Not sure about that part, but he definitely. I, to, took I, I don't want to give I don't want to give wrong information. Let's move on, and we'll come back to that when Bub get back. He knows all the details, but it's pretty. Wait, he's back. No, nah, I can't hear you. Okay, bro. so he's not back. But as we were saying, that along with the Celtics head coach being caught in an affair nah. on Nia Long, that was the second subject. Now, the coverage that these two subjects are getting has been different in the media as well as the press. Oh yeah. So we want thoughts. Like, is it a race? That we're hearing more about the Celtics coach affair than Brett Favre embezzling money or taking money? Or is it just the way the ball bounces? What you think, Eddie? So here's my thing on it. It's all first of all, it's always about race. I don't care what nobody says. Like, I don't care. You could be naive if you want. We're always looked at black is bad, white is good. It's really that simple. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, no real I'm not am I wrong? No, you're telling the truth. Like just the colors what the colors represent. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. White is pure. It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Black is like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, all that dark shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying. Like, that's what it is. So, let's bring it into the media. You got Brett Favre. And for you people that don't know who Brett Favre is, obviously, he's he's a white male. He's a queen with the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I, I can't remember the years at the, off the top of my head. But he played for a very long time, and it was always like, he was the guy, oh, he threw the ball. Oh, look at him. Look at him hug his line, and he's like a kid. No, he's an adult playing a kid's game. It was always this, this image of him just being this pure, holy dude. Like, he's he's just having fun out there. Like, you got to love him, you know? And then now, present day, this guy decides, like, yo, I'm going to take money that's meant for people. You know I mean? People need this money, but we're going to funnel that over this way. So we can get some shit built. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of fucked up when you could have just got sponsors to do that. Like you're you're fa- rich and famous. Like you could have just got sponsors to help you with that. But now nah, I'm gonna take this route because nobody gives a, a f about none of them people for real, for real. I mean, think about it. He did that, and what are we talking about? The bull having the fair. Okay, let's let's be real. The fact that he had an affair on Nia Long, and I'm moving up to to uh to the to the coach. coach I'm kind of pissed at him. Pissed at him for that, man. Like Nia Long, though, bro. Nia Long. Like, I mean, what, what are you doing? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can't hear you. Go ahead. Right, go, ahead cool. go ahead. I mean, Nia I want Long. you real quick while I hear you. Explain that Brett Favre thing. I kind of tried to touch it, but I think I might have missed some details. Well, no, he just. What he did is he just him and the governor of Mississippi use inappropriated funds for welfare and use that money to um you his daughter is a volleyball player at his alma mater southern Mississippi so they use that money to go towards funding a new gym for her instead of um you know allowing it to go to the poor people like we discussed before last mm-hmm. like you know a few episodes ago about the Jackson, Mississippi water crisis. Ironically, this is, you know, one of their their big celebs and he uses the funds to fund for a gym. And I think like it's starting to get traction a little bit now because like people were saying like, okay, people cheat because again, it's not diminishing the fact that he cheated on a, on his woman, but people cheat. But this dude stole like again, Mississippi's the you know, the um the poorest state in the United States, mm-hmm. and then you steal $5 million worth of welfare money towards a gym. Right. Um, that's, that's just- Wait, hold on, that's that's just towards the gym. They said overall 77 million that got pushed around. Missed, that's missed, crazy. Well, right. You know, mismanaged, let's, let's use that word. Mismanaged. It's, it's, and now there's a call for maybe to try to get him out the the Hall of Fame, that's not gonna happen. But he's always been a slime bucket. Like, you know, that's the thing about him. Like, but it's, he's a good old boy. So they always kind of pat him on the back for being um, a good old wild boy. Like when he had those text messages sending them to that, um, the intern for the Jets, you know, he was sending his, his meat and all that stuff like that. You know, like he's always been a, a grind ball and always mm-hmm. got away with it. It's just now that everybody start having an outcry for it that they're deciding that, oh, we're going to talk about it. Because a man cheating on a woman, Beyonce and Jay-Z made a whole two albums off of it and monetized on their cheating. So I don't yeah. think like, and like most people make songs about cheating. I'm not diminishing cheating, but what I'm saying right. is it's not right. something uncommon, but but stealing money when you have money and you can use other resources to get money there. To get money. Mm-hmm. He, you're a hall of famer. You can get speaking engagements, and have that money appropriated to going towards this gym, but to mm-hmm. steal the poorest state's revenue for people that really need that, that's just a trifling thing. And it's not acceptable. Yeah. I think I think I think that well one, we have to have to say allegedly, unfortunately. Oh no, they got allegedly. the text messages. They got the text no, messages. No, I'm saying, he's, no, I'm saying. he's hard. Like he's caught. No, I'm saying. Like because <laughs> he's his his statement is that he didn't know that the money was coming from welfare. Okay, so we could say allegedly. So, that's no, that's fine. The cover yeah, the first we could say Remember allegedly. the second the second group of texts said he said nah, are they just, gonna be able he said that they're gonna be able to track this. So when you saying. ask when you ask where it's gonna be tracked, you're already aware but, that you're using funds for, that you're supposed to <laughs> for for our legality for our legal safety. Yeah, we so we don't get booted allegedly, off the, right, right. 
know what I mean? Right. I ain't trying to get sued by no folk. Yeah, they ain't gonna get <laughs> nothing from me. I'm broke. <laughs> they, he, he's they saying waiting till I die to get their money. <laughs> they might expedite it. You better be careful. But he's saying like he didn't he didn't know that the money was coming from there and it was going through his foundation. He was just donating money from this foundation, didn't know where the money was coming from. Cool, I hear you. It's I think what he's doing. Here, it, the problems always become like when there's something that's like legally wrong and something that is considered morally wrong. Now, both are morally wrong. Cheaters are cheaters and people are going to look at cheaters as cheaters. It's just it's a story to run with. No one right. would know this man's name, his wife, nothing if he wasn't going to the NBA championships. So the fact that you just left a championship and it's near long, it's like, oh, we got to talk about this. Like Brett Favre, they don't really want to talk about that because then that shows how easy it was for them to get $77 million out of state money and go towards something that wasn't needed. Meanwhile, you're in Mississippi where the shit's going on in Jackson, but all your money is going to a damn volleyball court at a college. So it's like you're showing like this, this unbalance of what should be happening, which should not be happening. So let's put the attention over here on this dude, which the only reason this is going as big as it is, I heard like the, or allegedly, the chick that he had the affair with was somebody in the executive office's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, know it was someone his wife. I knew it was somebody in well, the office, but staff. I didn't. I guess I didn't. In the office. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But however, staff. it was her husband who told. That's what I'm saying. So the staffer yeah. that he had the affair with is somebody like high up in the ranks of the team. Mm, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, that's night. why that, that's why they're not leaking out who she is, and that's why she so, hasn't had any um right. repercussions. But the problem is, is that again, him being at, like most jobs have a a code of conduct. Like we're not going to act like supervisors and managers shouldn't you know speak with it. I get it. Everybody but, do that at every job though. Let's, uh, am I wrong? This right. in any in any office setting or any type of job where there's male most and female, people, people are going to where they were mess around exactly. Exactly, it's familiar. Most people date where it's, they work. That's what I mean. It's common. Brother and I is wrong. Yeah, it's right. common. You know what I'm saying? I, I think this is the thing. Well, my 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 second my second point is the conversation is going to. Oh my God, I can't believe you cheated on Nia Long. Nobody's exempt of getting cheated on. That's Nobody. what I'm saying. It don't it don't matter who you are. It's, it's Ali Berry, Beyonce. Nobody's we, exempt. Cheated on. So that's, it's that's real. Like That's saying, real. like, I can't believe he cheated on her. You, you have no idea what their home issues are. That's right. Like, we know her as a celebrity. We don't know her as a person. Person, like she, yeah. Not you right? right. And we don't know him as a person. She knows right. him. She probably knows he was cheating. It's probably not a surprise to her. And it's the, the fact that right, it's public is probably like Damn, right, man. and it's like now that's embarrassing. But right. most people understand if you mess with somebody in professional sports, there's a high possibility you're going to get cheated on. And they they get that it's it's a part of it's a part of the game. It's just it's I think it's messed up the levels that they're taking it on for him having an affair and then just dragging it the way that they're dragging it, making it this bigger issue. And there's it really a whole is, lot yeah. there's a whole lot bigger things to talk about. Hell so yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think Brett Favre is hella wrong. If he if he knew what was going on, because I'll still say allegedly. Allegedly, if he, right? I got. It. If he knew what was happening, he's hella wrong for doing that. Because that, mm-hmm. welfare money is like that's just fucked up. 
He's like, a scumbag, yo. Yo, yeah, his, allegedly, if he his coverage, the minimum coverage that he received, he only started getting traction on it because of everybody was like, like they those, both stories kind of took you know took flight at the same time. But then, like you said, again, her celebrity plays a part in it. You know what I mean? Because she's actually probably more famous than he is technically. You know, by right. yeah, like no, people. That's real. You know what I mean? But coincidentally, but mm -hmm. coincidentally, he just took the team to the finals. So you know what I mean? So people have an idea right. who he is. But well, we still can't say his last name. I can. I can. I can. Joker, you know what I mean? But the thing I, I is with Brett, nope. <laughs> but Brett Favre, like he just like within two days ago, just got suspended from his his radio show, you know, because of the backlash. But he was still doing that and still getting a thing. And I think that's a much bigger issue where a rich person that can get away with being a that's a true scumbucket. Yeah. Like you said, like because lying and being deceitful to steal money and right like you're they a piece of shit, and it don't even matter what color you're. it's not even that he's white anybody yeah, that does shit like that is a piece of shit like you, you 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 personally know people that get help from the system because like you know people that take advantage but you know people that need it too right you see what i'm saying and to know that some scum bucket that's rich that could really just get a bunch of his friends right. to donate you know what I'm saying? And get what he needs built, built. Nah, let's just funnel this from over here or and, and even, do that. But is the cup? But is the reason like 150,000 that he was putting towards the tennis court? I mean, towards the volleyball court. But here's the thing: is the coverage a racial issue? Like, is it is the fact nah, that I don't think the coverage, really. the coverage I that I that, think that, it that is, is, I do. I it, would say yay. Is, is it the reason that Udoka is getting more coverage because he's black and the far because yes. he's white? Nah. Do we think that? I yeah, think, I think I that's know. the hopes is that the Udoka case take over precedence over the far. That Whatever. Way be put I to mean, the nah. back burner. I don't or, think or, so. Or, okay, maybe to say it's just that it's him, Brett Favre. Remember I was saying before it came on nah. how he was viewed, like, especially when he was playing football. Oh, he's just a, he's just a kid out there and all that shit to say. Like, they love him. They love him. So it's like, I feel like maybe it ain't racial. Maybe it's just, that's another story that we could try to cover up and not talk about this. Let's focus on this. Because, come on, you can't think that that's the same thing. Like it, he Okay, he cheated. Oh, big whoopee fucking dude. He cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy stole millions of dollars from poor people. There's no way that they right. compare. But I think you know that's. But I think I think that's the thing. You're arguing pop culture and politics. So pop culture is cheating. Like this Brett Favre shit. That's politics. That's going to go the whole way up the line. So everybody that's involved with that, everybody's gonna start getting indictments for that. So it's like y'all don't want to talk about that. Like keep that. So keep why? That low. That's that's a that's a federal court case they about to have to deal with. Because so why is right. it? But no, let me ask Shad that to, to Shad's point. Okay, so there's politics, but he's also known because he's an entertainer. So again, what Red is Park? the truth? Yeah, he's a football yeah. player, Hall of Famer, and he's on he's on the um the commercials with but, the gold band with Jerry Rice, and he has a national syndicated show. Do so, is his minimum amount of coverage because of the politic aspect, or is it because yeah. of the racial aspect, nah, or is it because? It's, it's the it's the politic aspect. You're you're in an election year that is probably the most tumultuous election year, like maybe in the last fifty years. So every every office right now counts. So Mississippi, they can't afford to lose the governor to a scandal on some welfare money. Like that's just that's not something they can. They can it's the former right governor. Now. I don't think I only think it's the current governor. That's that okay. So former governor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mississippi, they don't need heat right now. 
regardless of what the reason is. Like they don't need any other kind of heat going down there. You got um bull, what's the black dude that's always like making campaigns running for Senate right now? The one that was smoking weed, we put him on the show like a couple um like last season, I believe. So you got okay. a lot oh, that was a black dude. The one that was in New Orleans? Nah, he's in he's in Mississippi. He's in Jackson. Okay. But it's it's like you have you have a lot of that going on. So that situation, you don't really wanna bring any attention to that. And then wherever the favors start, it's like, I need y'all to not really deal with this until we get everything cleared up legally. So it's you gotta kinda be quiet and so you know what's going on. Everything like the cheating shit, that's that's like Tom Cruise and like Jennifer Aniston. Like no one no one really cares. It's just we're gonna keep talking about it because there's something to keep talking about. Is is pop culture? There's there's just there's a different. I don't think it's a racial thing at all. I think it's just the matter of what's at stake. Okay, and what's at stake is a lot higher. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Flip it. Flip it. Flip it. Flip the colors in the, the. There's a white man that cheated on his white wife. He's in the NBA, and his white wife is an actor, a famous mm-hmm. actor. Then there's a black man who used to be a football player <clears throat> that stole money from. You know, what I mean, a state. <laughs> And 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 it's trying to get his daughter some shit built at her school. What 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 would the coverage focus on that? Yeah, that's the thing. You go back to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and them. Like that shit was in newspapers. But and you gotta have another story. I'm talking similar story. That's like- it. So you you go from that and then you find a black person that is still in federal money. Uh-huh. Kwame Kilpatrick. It took a while for them to start talking about him, and then when they started talking about him. It got heavier, but they already had their case made. So it's like he was going ape shit in Detroit, and it was quiet for years. They knew about it, but it was quiet. They kept it out of the tabloids until they put a case up against him. Then it started going crazy. So I think I think that's the that's the balance of it. See, I think I think I think there's a racial element, but I also think Brett Favre has always been coddled by the media. Period. That's so I think, I think like yeah. like I think that like I said again I think Brett Favre is always considered to be like where Tom Brady is like the good old American clean white guy, but he doesn't get in scandals. But Brett Favre has always been oh man he's just one of the guys you know uh-huh. and I think that's part of the thing is like oh man is he like if you attack him it's like attacking America right because he's viewed as like you said a Mississippian old town you know like even though he has this money. He's still just one of the guys. He wants to. Uh-huh. He likes to to plow with his tractor. He likes to live in Mississippi and, and do farming in the off season. That type of shit. And I think it's a, they view it as an attack of America, and I think that's the angle of racism that they don't want to do. And that's that's even on the way they speak of because his show only got suspended. His, the text messages are all proven that he's already acknowledged some of the wrongdoing. Like I said, even when he had the text messages when he was married, they had to beg his wife and pay his wife to stay with him during a relationship because they said he was abusing painkillers and chasing women. You know what I mean? And it's been documented. It's just the fact that it exposes too many people, to your point, shot with the politics, but it's also the fact that they like to keep their image of Brett Favre as, oh, he's just all-American. I'm telling you. I don't think think that they're willing to risk their political careers to save Brett Favre. I I don't think that. I don't. Like, it's... Brett Favre can go. There's there's a hundred more Brett Favre's. You can there's go. not. But they, there is. There's you have every other white quarterback, every other great it's white not the tennis same, player. Job. No, no, it's not. Brett Favre's not no, every other hear, white quarterback. I hear, I hear what you're saying. 
but we can take someone and mold them into that person. If you if you, you want can't. To, you can you can make do. White people can make kings. No, nah, all right. Let me explain they, why they it's create, not. They create king Give me, give me, no, nah, give me two seconds, real quick. They did the the top 100 NFL players of all time. There's only nine quarterbacks. Brett Favre is one of them. Brett Favre is the only one like Brett Favre. John Elway's not like him. He came from Stanford Elite. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, they all come from Brett Favre is but the only one. That's, that's what, no. But that's what I'm saying, fam. If you if you if you think that America, America in its institution has no problem throwing away one person to keep power, that one person can go. They're not going to throw them away because they don't have to because America never had to. That's my I, point. But America, America does <laughs> when when people start standing up, you got to let somebody ride. Somebody got to take the bullet. Somebody got to go. Boy, and it's either you're going to take the bullet or the government of a, of a state's going to take the bullet that you're trying to keep red. It's like Brett Favre can he can bounce back. They'll be fine. Like he can he can bounce back. If we lose these seats from a scandal right now when we're trying to like get control of a country that's the but issue. That doesn't even matter if it's the if it's the previous governor. They're not going to lose a seat. No, nah, like, maybe he'll nah, take the fall. Maybe nah, he'll man. take the fall, and they'll still love him. Nah. Far, so, but, man, but that's like, the thing. So the the governor takes the governor takes that fall. How did y'all get seventy seven million dollars of welfare money and nobody saw this coming? How did y'all not flag this? How did nobody in any office not see this was happening? You can't you can't explain that. Like somebody knows what's going on. The shit's going to go up the ladder. So somebody at the top is approving this shit and they're like, look the other way. Push it down here to the college. You need money to go to this funding part of the school. Somebody knows. And it's like, I'm not, I don't, I don't have faith that they're willing to let everyone else fall down to save Brett Favre because he's the lily white quarterback of the NFL. Nah, he's, he's, I'm telling you, he's top 100. He's the only one. And he's super redneck. There's no, I'm telling you. But we'll revisit this because this definitely go on full. We got time. So that means you got to keep tuning in because we got to get to our next quick hits and our topics. But we, you see we disagree, but we'll revisit Brett Favre and E-May because <laughs> that definitely should be. Yeah, his shit going to fall off because nobody's going to care. Like, you get another month. Like, nobody's going to give a shit about what some shit on me along. Like, <laughs> exactly. who cares? Like, that's, that's just going to be done. I so. bet that's because they're black. Fuck them, man. I mean, <laughs> you, you want him to keep talking about him? <laughs> what's the next? Quick, what's the next quick hit we got, real quick, fellas? I just oh, want to cheat with Neil. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, one. you need to grow up, bugs. Like you better than that. Like, hey, what we, Neil, what I we don't got there, man? She on the list. Anyway, Carmel, let's move real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we got this California school district giving kids uh, Narcan to slow down fentanyl overdoses. So apparently they're they're passing these pills out to to, to school age kids from kindergarten to twelfth grade um, because great. of how high overdoses are in the school system. So they feel that it's a good idea to give them to give them you know a drug just in case you decide to overdose <laughs> pop this pill yo no, <laughs> in case anything happens you know pop that you're gonna be good so it's like it i i feel like what they're, what they're doing i get it i think that's something that should be like at a nurse's office or something just in case and then you have like some clinician kind of thing happening i don't think you should be passing out pills to kids which is crazy to me because you can pass them a pill to keep them from having a fentanyl overdose, but you won't give them condoms. Like that just, that doesn't fucking make sense to me. 
But hold yeah. on. I didn't I even know that, that the that the Narcan came in the pill form. I thought it was only the uh the John, the the uh the spray. So they actually yep. have a pill for it? Cause like I thought the spray was like the spray works wouldn't the spray work faster than the pill or am I just overthinking this? <laughs> I, I, I mean I, don't know. I, mean, I think I, it's it's so weird yeah. that again in thought like California's always kind of proactive and trying to be ahead of the curve on some things i get it but being like doing that for kids that's so young but the problem is that all right so let me be black for a moment it's it's real weird to watch they're so proactive now on this fentanyl thing when again when we had the crack epidemic we're like oh figure the hell out you know what i mean but it's like but you're going to be proactive enough that you want to give kindergartners first and second third fourth fifth sixth graders narcan like that kind of boggles me like what do you expect like what kind of homes or what kind of environments do you think these kids are in where they're going to be that susceptible to that type of drug at that age but bro also when you think about it we was joking about being enabled but that's real think about a young kid that's what it is it's like Mm. yo i can do the drug because this is going to say they're going to give it to me it's really that simple like it's pretty fucking dumb like let's let's not sit here and pass out narcan to kids man i just think i kind of do a shot we can have it in a nurse's office or maybe talk to a parent right get it to the parent no because you could because you could no i'm just saying like you can have like a meeting no no, no i'm just saying mm-hmm. oh like you can have some type of school meeting or conference or whatever and say hey we're passing this out like there's an epidemic amongst our kids and they're ODing, so we want to make sure y'all have this in the home just in case but just directly so, saying here so six, you seven just, eight just nine ten year old take, take this nasal spray in a, in a shot say that's it again the, the, it's a nasal spray in the shot that's the form to come in Okay, so I thought I thought that because that's it's, but either way it doesn't matter what the form it comes in, it's dumb as hell. Like why are you This is like it's like sending every child from kindergarten through twelfth grade home with a morning after pill. What? It's the no, same I agree thing. with that. I agree with that. It's, Go have them like, protect the sex and accidentally get pregnant. If, if you accidentally get pregnant, pop this pill. Exactly. Like if you accidentally overdose, take a snort. Take this, like take it's this, just take this nasal spray. It's but like you're anything? making it you're making it you're validating yeah you're encouraging it actually right but at kindergarten that's the thing that has me more boggled than anything like kindergartners and like first and second grade like think about what we're saying like and like what we're what like what's the message that we're sending to to five six seven and eight year olds like you know what i mean like the, the the kids they probably send them home and a little packet to the parents and it's like in case something happens with your kid like you know kids Kids pop like they'll go into like their grandmom's stuff and like take pills. Like you got some dumb dumbs that take their grandparents' diabetes pills. You know, you're not. It's, really it's not even dumb. They're like I got a six year old, bro. They're not really developed enough yet. Like they're curious. That's what I'm saying. You know but, what I'm saying? No, I'm saying that, like those kids. That's why are if the, if get a young kid that age that's actually taking a drug, they were curious in the first place. That's why they tried it. Now I don't know how many six year olds are. Right, doing that's my thing. Shit like that. Right, but, that's my thing. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I get it. If, if, the, right? if the kids are like products of parents who had them, and they, you know what I mean, like they were herring. That's what I was kids. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, like yeah. if they, like you know, and they come out and they're, and that's what they're doing because they have 
you know, reactions and things like that. Cool, I get it. But it's like in California, they're just taking it as like, and it's one of the the richer school districts that's doing it where they're just blanketing it. Like, oh, there's a possibility. That's We're just gonna like right. I that's right all the money, but it's just so crazy to me that that it's they're so willing just to be like, hey, let's just hey, five and six year old, let's just try this because there's a possibility the way shit's rolling, you might be out there on that shit. Like, just try right. it. Like right. it's, it's, it, it blows my mind. Like I think to throw some weight in what Bub was saying is like how how this is not epidemic, but you know, the, the crack era was like the criminalization of the drugs. It's one was intentional and one wasn't. So yeah. you 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 did one on purpose. You wanted to tear down communities and break up families and put people in jail. That was that was on purpose. When everybody started finding out what Adderall do, and you know, what I mean, getting on these other pills. Like even when I worked at the uh, treatment center I was at in Malibu, the medication to get you off of drugs was worse than the actual drug. So you'll get addicted. You'll get addicted to the medication to break you from the drug instead of being on the drug. So now you can't get off the medication. So it's it's over over prescribing because you're making more money every time you write a script and the people that are in the industry make more money from selling it to you it's just it's something that wasn't supposed to go as far as it did and now they're trying to figure out how to fix it because this one this one was an accident like that wasn't supposed to happen it's just it's you know that one is racial I'll say that absolutely. Oh, you back on the right side of town. You really want to say something? No, no, that's that's racist. You know, I don't. I can't. I thought you you didn't think that racism existed or something. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to say like everything is racist. I think some things. Everything ain't racist, but sometimes the undertone is there. The racial undertone is definitely there. Absolutely, racial undertones are are they're pretty much always present. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely. Some other things is just, you know, it's power is bigger than race. That's all. Yeah. I just got a message. But I go. I do got to clarify something real quick. I am black all the time. I just received a message. Somebody said, you're not just black for the moment, sir. You're black all the time. So I all just wanted to, and, and especially since that bossy person let me know I need to say that. So this is for you. I'm black all the time. Definitely pro back bub, but I just had to make sure that we clarified that for the moment that we're just gonna go straight into the race with that issue because that issue was a racial issue. Most it of these issues racial. are. Oh, here you go. That Brett Farr shit ain't racial. That's that's a power move. <sighs> so somebody on uh, <laughs> Facebook users said, to be honest with y'all, these young kids are able to get a hold of drugs and drugs real easy and some actually using drugs. Which so, yeah, I mean they again I mean, they are. Yeah, it's yeah. listen, y'all y'all I watch you for you. Y'all watch your your phone's break. I mean your phone. Your your signal's breaking up. I didn't hear what you said. Repeat yourself, please. Have y'all watch you for you? Yes. It's hard for yes. me to watch. I do watch that, but, and it's it's that's a crazy show. That's why yeah. it is. It's hard to watch. But it's, the but drug uses drawn there with the teenagers and the. But but see, they're in high school though. They're not six years old. That's the difference. But that's what I'm saying. I but they, they like her sister passing this out to high schoolers, like you would pass out condoms or anything like that. Like I get that, but but elementary school, bro. But you got to think, man, we was in middle school. We was in middle school. People were smoking weed in middle school. Yeah, okay, let's be real. That was my first time trying. Yeah. Okay, I get so it. It's like, it was it was happening, and then if you if you had one, but, of them but we're still talking about elementary, schools, bro. 
But if you have if you have if you have rebellious young boys, I know people that were smoking weed in elementary school. See, yeah, well, yeah, the peer pressure's a mug. Like, it's just, it's just, it's that. And then again, if you if you're in the wrong environment in the wrong household, you probably got access to some harder stuff than what you're supposed to at a young age. Let me so, ask y'all this: So, do we think this drug use is causing all these um? Like these fights and things that we see going on, just real quick before we hop off of this, like is that another reason that you think like the administrations are taking like these precautions? Like like recently around here, I don't know if shot and book because y'all in Atlanta and Virginia, but like there's a big brawl up the high, and in Stilton there was a uh, a person who got stabbed with a pencil. Um, even in Middletown, you know, like the kids were doing um that hazing thing. Do we think like these drugs are like influencing these kids? to do these, these wild behaviors? Like, is there a way that, like, how do you, how do you really, like, nah, outside think, of giving them drugs, how else can you get kids to get I, in the I right direction with this shit? I think it's both. I think that, nah. I think that, no, I think one, one, you're, you're, you're immature, right? And you, and you don't really think straight. And part of that is like what we were talking about earlier, like your guidance, like where, where are you, who's guiding you, who's pulling you along through life? So maybe you're not going to always make the right decision. So you do dumb stuff like that, right? But also think that when people get on drugs, they do some stupid shit. Like, you know what I mean? So I think well, it could me, be both. Both. Let me ask you this true. though. No, but that's, Eddie, that's 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 basically saying like everybody that's fighting has some kind of drug use going on as well. No, I well, said both you things can be true. No, no, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying like to say is the drug issue like a thing with the fights? I don't think that. I don't think the fights is thing. But let me ask Boogs, Boogs and Eddie, because y'all both have high schoolers. Like, what, you talk to them. What, like, what is their mentality? Hold on, like, they ask the question. You can't just switch over to Boogs and Eddie you, with their you kids. Got, yo, you got a pet dog. Nobody want to hear your no. dog. <laughs> Nobody want to hear about no, obedience school. You got obedience school. They got respect my opinion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it's, the crazy thing though is because Boogs has a daughter in high school and Eddie has a son. So that perspective, like, what do y'all, ha- what do y'all take from like when you talk to your high schoolers about like drugs and fights and everything that's going on? Because they're in a different state than where we was as far as like drugs and everything. So like, what do y'all take from it? Nah, just so, drugs are different. The, the kind of so, drug is different. different. The, the usage ain't different. No, no, no. <laughs> like, the kind of drug is different from the school. Typically in the hood. You're not always doing the harder drugs. I mean, maybe now. But y'all kids don't go to hood school. That's why I'm asking you. Both of y'all kids go to, right. Both of your kids go to like affluent schools. That's the point though. So what I'm talking about son is basically this, right? Here's the thing, realizing you can't stop your kid. Like your kid's going to try things, right? Because we tried things. No matter what that thing is, whether it's a drug, whether you're having sex, whether you're drinking, whether whatever, sometimes kids just naturally out of curiosity just Peer pressure. I, I see that in the comments. Kids just try things, right? So I tell my son, who's in high school, like, we always have to talk about sex, number one. Like, we always talk about that. I try to stay on his ear on that because, you know, he can think typical when it comes to that. But right. then it's like when we talk about drugs, like, for example, I know a few of his friends that vape and things of that nature or whatever. Okay. And I always right. try to make sure that I, he's an athlete. So I'm always like trying to use that side of it. Like, all right, listen, drugs is bad. That's typical. Drugs are bad. Say no. Just say no, drugs right? Bad, but all right, man. but if you're going to smoke weed, because let's be real, that's what it is. If, you, if you're going to smoke, I can't stop him from trying it. If he's with one of his homies at a party and they vape, because vapes are the thing now, like, I can't stop that. But what I can tell him is how it's going to affect his body, right? So if you get into smoking weed or you get into doing harder drugs, 
uh, you know, because we've had the conversation about fentanyl overdoses. We've had that conversation. Okay. I, I try to let him know the real about it. Like, yo, flat out, you do something like that, like fentanyl is going to probably kill you. So if one of your friends is giving you right. something and you don't know what it is, don't take it, number one. Don't, if, if, if you're trying, even if you are trying to smoke or something like that, like you got to be conscious about what you're putting in your body. Then you're an athlete. You don't want to ruin your health. Smoking is bad for your lungs. So I, I keep it simple like that. Like I just try to touch every single basis with it when it comes to my kid, like my kids, plural. Cause I got a daughter who's in seventh grade and they're smoking and all that in middle school now too. They're doing drugs okay. in middle school, believe that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I, I kind of keep this, this the conversation similar, but try to hit it from the aspects of, you know, she's a girl, he's a boy. The pressure's okay. just gonna kind of be different. It, okay. it really kind of is. Cause my son might be on some, yeah, that's cool, man. The homie sitting there smoking away, whatever. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think sometimes women kind of handle things like that a little bit differently. They, dare I say, a little bit more mature. Okay. I, I'm just being real. Like, women, no, no, you're fine. More, like, think about it. You got a daughter and a son the same age. If you think you, yo, my son might actually smoke. I, I don't think that nobody can pressure my daughter into smoking. Maybe they can pressure her into other things. But I don't. The drug thing is, is I just feel like it's kind of different when it comes to. Okay. Am I making sense? No, you're yeah, fine. No, I just want to get. We, we still got stuff. I just want to hear books because he has ahead, a son. My fault. I, I his is, no, his is reversed from yours. Like his daughter's in high school and then his son's in middle school. So how do you approach it with like with drugs, peer pressure, all that stuff going on? Books. Like how do you? Basically, it's the same thing with my son. But my son won't really touch nothing. I mean, he's adamant about it on his own will. But like Eddie said, it. Well, he's an athlete. You see what I'm saying? So he don't want nothing to tarnish. And my daughter, she's not that either. But it's not that that's not in their environment, because okay. it's still in every environment. People say, okay. "Oh, my kids go to a good school." Okay. Most of the time, your good schools got a better selection and choice. I was going to say the better the school, right. the better the drug. Right. I was going right. to say that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, they do go yeah. to better schools, but at the same time, temptation is right. everywhere. Drugs uh -huh. is everywhere. And yeah. I think this go even back, you know, this falls under two umbrella, not just the drugs, but if y'all remember, it was a whole generation and it still is a babies having babies and people's grandparents being like, you know, 39, 38, you know see what I'm saying? And it's like all this plays a part because if that mentality, the hood mentality was passed, as we call it hood mentality, it comes down through the generations. But then you got to think about things. These kids are seeing things in these school this day and time that we didn't have to see in our time. Different situations from the drug. Yeah, they got friends that are ODing on these exactly. hard drugs. Like my son knows a couple people personally when he was in middle school, not even high school, that OD'd off of doing drugs, like fentanyl, like whatever type of drug. They shooting up, they're doing all the things. So when we grew up, you know, if a, a person that's like, doing a uh, heroin or something like that, we kind of judge them. Let's be real. Oh, you ain't, because weed's always normal. Like I read a comment that said, most kids don't consider weed a drug. Most people don't consider weed a drug. So smoking weed and getting high was one thing, but me shooting up a needle or smoking some crack, that's a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Shooting, yeah. shooting some crack. But hold I on, mean, I just wanted to I touch on that. Because my point for asking you two is because Shad made a valid point with, the fact that though it's big in California, it's the affluent areas. And that's why I was asking both of you, because again, y'all both have kids in the middle school and high school realm 
of an affluent area. So I just wanted to touch on that and hear your perspective, how you can approach it. You should let Sean yeah, talk. He looks like he wants to say something. He's, he's going to talk about obedience. He's going to talk about his story. He's so offended because he didn't get an opinion. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Sean go, Sean, hold on one minute. Oh, hold, oh, on, hold on, hold on. You're you going to read the comments from the view. <laughs> nah, hold on. We got to include them. Hold on. Damn. All that thought. We got no, Sean no, Ray no, Williams. You more respect than I do. Sean Ray Williams. Kids are immature and try to experiment with everything. Truth. Don't know if whatever they are trying is laced with another drug. Then we got Shannon Ray White Wilson. The pressures are different Shut based up. on the gender. Most parents, women included, are more open with boys than girls. With boys, it's about what to do if something happens. With girls, it's don't do it. Mm, True true. point. She also stated these middle middle schoolers are very open. At my son's school, some kids were caught having oral sex in the bathroom, and he's only in the sixth grade. That's a fact, too. Because my daughter has told me that that has went on at her school, and she knows about it. You're welcome, Queen. So is that so is that a byproduct of like social media and like the ideas and everything? I social mean, I know media plays a part in everything. All right. Thank Someone you. said, "Let's try it." I appreciate you. Thank you. I think that's my Yo, Facebook user. That's probably, that I think that's matters. Micah. Thank you. That's probably a relative. It's nah, Mike. Yeah. Nah. That's, <laughs> that's 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 ghost shot. Like shot's nah. ghost. You know, when he lit that sage. But who just nah. who just has sage on deck to hate to wave around on our show? No, no, no. That's that Mike energy. That, that ain't him. That's the bro. That ain't him. I looked at the upper uh, and the comment above that. They 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 type way too well. To nah, that's my. <laughs> all these words. Yo, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so 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 Sean, wrap this up nah. real quick. Go finish what you guys say real all quick right. on that. So <laughs> I think I think we gotta we have to we have to acknowledge that. The kids now are they're, they're just growing up a whole lot faster than what okay, we had really. to. They have more access to everything than what we had. Really. So it's like the fights are getting bigger because you have a different kind of community. So before, like it was the neighborhood people. So if we all lived in the same neighborhood, then I'm a, you know, what I mean, rock with my dudes. Now it's a matter of like, who all are you connected to? through whatever group you're on, on whatever social media platform you're on, whatever group yeah. chat you're in, whatever, whatever. So it's now you're fighting with dudes that you're really not friends with because it's like, oh, we just don't like them dudes. That's them dudes always popping off on whatever. So now we gotta fight them. It gets bigger because it started with Worldstar. That became like the popular way of like just watching the fight. Before, if you missed the fight, you missed the fight, you heard about it at lunch. Yeah. Now it's like you're videotaping the fight and everybody's sharing the fight. So it's like you got the cyberbullying aspect happening on top of like these dudes don't really know each other. You're you're in an environment with social media that you don't know how to communicate with each other anymore. So you can't like have a dialogue with somebody that you're disagreeing with. It's just you jump straight to fight. So it's I think that the issue one, there's no one really in the schools that have the respect that you're not going to not fight if they're there. So that respect level is not there. A lot of black male teachers are not in schools. A lot of male teachers, period, are not in schools. The kids feel like they're running the school, which basically they are. Everyone that is in authority in the school are afraid of the kids. So it's like you pretty much put them into a playpen to run their own world. 
at a young age with the access to do whatever they want to do. If I call my dad, it's going to be a problem. Y'all don't want him coming up to the school. And now the teachers are afraid if we if we punish you too bad, you might come shoot the school up. So we're not going to do that either. It's just everybody's afraid of the kids and kids are like yeah. running everything now. And parents are younger. Parents are younger. So they're still a little bit immature. That's from what I'm that saying. Aspect of parenting. And right. even, the, even, the young, even the young parents, it's like you're not a lot. I'm not going to say a lot of them. You have the younger parents that aren't really parenting. It's just your kid does something, you're yelling and cussing them out. They don't know. Because they want, because they still got the rider mentality. I'm a ride with my kid, right or wrong, and ain't nobody checking my kid. And I mean, sometimes That's somebody got to check then, your kid, especially if you don't do it. So you come up, you cuss out the principal, then you cuss out your kid going back to the car. You get home, you cuss out everybody else about cussing out your kid. And it's just like the kid come back to school like, y'all want her to come back? Right. No doubt. So, so it's, I think it's, it's a big problem. Be a better parent. Work hard at being a great parent. It's you're never going to be a hundred percent correct, but make sure you you just stick to taking care of your kid and be responsible for your kid and their actions and pay attention to them. Take their phones, look at them sometimes. Make sure you know who their friends are. All that shit. Read their bills. The read their thing. So in the words of Issa Rae, "Fucking kids." Uh -huh. That's a that's dog the, parent. That that's the that's the problem now. <laughs> what we got next? Like we got who's the <laughs> Yo, where, where are you? <laughs> Probably gonna Yo. go you gotta go check the uh the dogs. So all right, let's, let's jump let's jump into this topic. Let's go. We're gonna we gonna get into that uh dumbass later. Cool. So all right, we're starting off. You know, what I mean, are, are black men broken, misunderstood, or simply unappreciated? So we have that we have the negative stereotypes in society. We have all the perceptions, things like that. Um, I don't want to just say, well, let's let's just start off with that. Like, go around. Is, do y'all think that black men are broken? I want to hear from my black and black brother, Bob. Go ahead. Yeah, because. Cause we making colorization. That's the problem we doing. But anyway, what I'll say is that I don't think I don't think black men are broken. I think that there's a lot that doesn't get discussed being a black man. You know, like there's a lot of pressure, and just like anything, if you see your mom get abused by your dad, there's more than likely a chance you might be able to do that. Or you might go the other way. If you keep hearing that men ain't shit, black men ain't shit. Yeah, I think it plays into a psyche. I think there's stresses and pressures that go unspoken that cause these kids to think the way they think. So I don't think that we're broken. I just think that we've had to start taking accountability into really getting us to going into the right direction. We're not broken though, because we can be fixed. There are good men out there. And even though like a lot of us can really pinpoint, it may not have been our dad, but we can definitely pinpoint a positive black man that was in our life. Maybe one or a, couple, a few, you know what I mean? Or even as you got older, cause we're all in our forties now, you've come across some. So we're not broken. And then we, we all sit here as fathers, even though shot as a puppy, and we're still good no, men. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's 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 really about changing the narrative. We're not broken. We're not broken. Yeah. What you got, books? Since you wanted to wait on me, what you got? Don't be trying to piggyback on my shit. Nah, Talk, black nah, man. nah, nah. Talk, Seriously. Black man. I'm going to go with uh, the fact of everything you said, I agree with everything. But are we misunderstood? 
at times i believe so broken i believe some are but that's because of the things they've been through in their own individual journey so i believe we fall under all there are some that may fall under all umbrellas but what you got was the main point when you said changing the narrative because some are misunderstood but some are misunderstood before you even know who we are you see what i mean like you are some have interpretations of us in their mind so no matter who, where we go whether it's a corner store gas station supermarket there may be times where we're misunderstood why are we in this store why are we doing this why are we doing that but I mean, but is that misunderstood? Or is that, yes, is, is that is that misunderstood? Or yes. is that just yes? I think, I like think when they say we're broken, like they're profiling because those narratives have been there. But I think we fall susceptible to those at times, and I think that's part of the problem. Like we were saying with the young boys with earlier, as far as the hip hop murders, again, mm -hmm. like yeah, we yeah. have to start really. We're not broken. We're not broken because we're strong people. We've overcome for so long. We have a narrative of always being able to figure out how to get from these negative um, things that are placed upon us. That's our nature to be survivors. So we're not broken. We just gotta really like tucker down and focus on what we really need to do as men because the black boys are suffering because of, I wanna say something, but I'm not gonna say I'll let, I let somebody else go. Nah, I, I, I don't want to. Yeah, let, so, yeah. let me just nah. chime in real quick. Because go ahead. Baby. First of all, remind me of the question one more time. I'm sorry. We don't nah, have I ain't gonna chime in on the question. Well, no, no, no. I, thought, so, I know what it is. Just remind me real quick because I was, I was black men. Are black men broken? Are black men broken? Nah, he said broken first. Gotcha. We're just going. We're okay. just going broken first. Though. But right now we're talking about broken, right? When you say broken, right? I feel like the answer would probably have to be yes. Because it's like, no matter what the reason is, whether it's the lack of guidance, whether it's lack of society, whether it's the lack of whatever, whatever it is that we lack that puts us where we ended up in, you know what I mean, in this country, it has to be a, you know, like a, All right, all right. Let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I do think we're. I, I think <laughs> work with me here. I broken. do think that we're broken. I do think that there's some fixing that needs to happen because I think the fact that we can do the things just touching back on the the, the black on black crime thing where we got us robbing us and, and glorifying the material things rather than here's a good example. Let me give you this example. There's so many of us black folks that let's just say I hit the uh, the, the the power ball right. I, I, there's people in my life that would prefer me to give them money rather than help them start their business. So you want this lump sum of whatever amount of money and you can run from it and you're gonna come back to me with your hand out versus I can help you be successful and possibly have generational wealth with a couple of businesses and you and your family will eat. So white folks will do that. That's what they would do. They will start their businesses and they will eat. You see what I'm saying? A lot of us is cool with, just give me a few stacks and. So I'm going to go party and do whatever else dumb shit that I want to do below the money. Good. I mean, if if you live in a scenario in a stage of like where you're in poverty, you just want to feel good for a moment. I do that. But I think like no, a lot fine. of people. I'm not saying like, that that's no, bad. No, no. We all like no, no. nice things. But what I'm saying is like in your scenario where you say like, you know, lottery. But what I, I think like 
when you say like if you were to hit the lottery i think most people would take money like you know what i mean like most people would rather take money for somebody or like yeah but if you're starting from a a below average okay, if you took circumstance, you know what I mean? Like, if you take the money, you're going to probably invest, most likely, correct? I'm going to cut you off, but that's what you would do, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, you're going to buy something nice, but you want to make more money off that money. I mean, that's the natural thing. I need to double or triple this money. Not everybody thinks like that in our, in, with us, so huh? Like, a lot of people just quit buying so, bar or good. So, let me ask you this. No, no, no. You're great. Like you're great because you bring up a valid point. You said that we're, um, you feel that we're broken. What, what do you think is the cause of us being broken? I think it's, I don't. I think it's, all, I think it's our history in this country, bro. We came here on slavery. Like it, it started there. Like that. So you got these rich white, you know what I mean, slave masters or slave owners, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them, and they're eating off of, off of, literally off our backs. You know what I'm saying? And right. like. And, and and so they have so that, that's the start of their generational wealth they right. got they got a business they got a legit i ain't gonna say it's a legit business but they got a business going and they're making okay. money off this business they're capitalizing off of it and this is something because the money that they've been stacking they can pass down from generation to generation we ain't got nothing we're the ones that's originally being sold and then they throw us in the projects and shit like that and what, what, what are we supposed to do with that because how we how do we get ahead so now they put drugs in the community and things like that. They make guns easy to access for us. And we're mm -hmm. dumb. We just go go for it. We go for it. Bro, we're like, something has to happen to click in our heads as a whole for us to realize like, yo, this isn't the, this isn't life, yo. Like I get that every race has their like their crimes. Like it's not black people aren't the only people that rob people. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we're, we feel like we're forced to put in a situation to commit crimes. Not nah, all of just, us have every... to... Go ahead, my fault. Go ahead, bro. Nah, you good. You good. You finish, finish, finish your thought. Nah, I was wrapping up. You know me. Now I we got for hours. Go ahead. Now we can let Bugs hop in on this broken thing. Like, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on, Bugs, about broken? I asked, shot. I don't know if you missed it, but I asked because Eddie said I he heard. feels that we're broken. So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know him to elaborate what made him feel that we are broken. You know, so we're disadvantaged. What was just said in the comment? I think that's what I was big trying to say. We were brought uh -huh. here. We have already been at a disadvantage. So the whole time, yeah. but and it's not changing. But see, I think. think but see, I think that it's not broken because we are survivors, and like you know what I mean. Like everything that if, but no. But if you pay attention to America, the reason that it has to be whitewashed is because naturally we always have persevered. Wherever we figure a way out for something, they had to figure out a way to whitewash it to say, well, you didn't really do it this way. We did it because but we're we natural survive. To so don't, survive, right? But I don't I don't think I don't no, think no. that makes I don't think that makes us broken. I, no, no, no. I'm saying right. I'm saying that we're not no, broken because we're, we're not. I'm, right. saying, we're not, I'm right. saying we're like Eddie's saying but right. They're saying because but I think that we never we've never been broken and a black man in particular isn't broken, but there's a lot of pressures where I think that we could be misunderstood or misinterpreted of what the fuck we do. But I think that if you look at it and you really know history and you see our people, everything that we have, even the things is is based off like everything in this this whole U US racist system, most of it is done by us, it's off of our labor and our backs. And we figure out to still keep functioning. We keep pushing. You know what I mean? Like and they just keep pushing the the goalposts back further and further, but we figure out we're not broken. We tell no. ourselves that you keep saying negative things until your head you're gonna think you're broken. But the negative you know I mean? was like, already there, cuz it we're happened. Not, like I'm not no, no, nothing no. I said was made up. Am I am I right? No, no, no. But check this out. But this but here's my thing. Yes, 
black on black crime, but white on white crime. There's Asian on Asian crime. And what you're going to promote. No, no. But when you watch the reason that we're so we're so like like we're so we're so what I'm looking for. We're we're really trying to push getting our own narratives is because we don't get to put our narratives out there. If white people always put out the fact that, oh, these black people ride these but there's a whole bunch of fucking white people that's doing a lot of crazy shit too. These school shootings and things aren't happening at our school. That. But we don't help right. our cause. Hold up, do hold up. Shit. They don't care about it. But what I'm saying is when you're sitting there saying what we do, that's because they don't put their stuff out there. The biggest show on Netflix right now is what? A white man killing black people. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? And like, and if you even watch that, they were reporting it, the fact that he was doing this type of stuff to men. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, we're not broken. We got to get out. It's a mental clusterfuck where we get stuck in this shit. Hold on. But. So a large audience of the people watching it are black. So it's it when we get our own stuff, we talk bad about it. And then you're not going to go support it, whether you like Tyler Perry or not. The man has done a lot to try to put images out. Some of them might be a little flawed. They're not perfect, but he's doing the best to like employ people, give opportunities, put out images. As a black community, I can say maybe half of the black community shits on Tyler Perry on a daily basis. So then it's like, why would I keep doing stuff for you? And now this movie comes out and it's like, oh, so y'all can go support that, but you can't support nothing that I'm doing. And that becomes a, it's a, it's a thing. Like whenever we see us on TV, we rip it apart because we don't like something about it. Either it's too whitewashed, it's too black, it's too slavery, it's too ghetto, it's too something. Like it's, there's something wrong with everything that's We're in the picture of us. That's what I'm saying. So we tear, we tear ourselves we down. We tear ourselves down, and then when they make something about us, then we're like, oh, let's watch this and see what happens. If it's good, cool. Like if, ooh, like Kirk Douglas makes a movie and it's something black, or Steven Spielberg makes The Color Purple, the greatest fucking shit ever. Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. And then you take it and say, oh, Spike Lee's Mo' Better Blues. Who watched that? And it becomes like the thing, like I'm not supporting that for what? I think the broken part is very different. I don't think we're broken. I think we don't understand ourselves enough to have a big enough is statement. Is that not broken? If you can't, nah, it's not. No, it's not because, broken. No, no, no. It's not. It's not that it's broken. It's it's. So if you say if you say what if is you say the definition of being broken? Is the, de- the I think the definition of broken? I feel like personally, I feel like broken is being at a state to where you can't come back from this. And like everything that's that false. happens, if you break a bone, it heals. So that's no, false. That's it. My interpretation. Respect. So, respect. So, so respect. I, I feel like I feel like broken's like it's it's something you you can't come back to. I feel like it's it's saying like as a community of black men, we just can't function. And I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think that we as black men are always in fight or flight mode. And we're not honest enough with ourselves to be able to be transparent and vulnerable enough to say who we really are and what we really feel. So instead of saying, instead of saying, I want to be in that relationship, I'm in love with this person and I'm ready to put my heart on the line 
to see if this is going to work. Like, I want to be there. I want to be supportive. I want to be protective. I want to be all these things. Instead of that, and then having the responsibility of taking on that pressure or that responsibility, that, that power of saying, this is going to be my relationship. This is how I feel. I'd rather go play in the streets because it's easier. Ask- There's no responsibility to that. So I don't, I don't have to take on anything. I don't have to worry about protecting your feelings or protecting your emotions. I can just go do me. So it's, I don't think that that makes so that person that broken. broken? No, nah, that's not broken. That's being misguided. But see, the thing because is, if someone, if someone said right now, say, bub, your son just turned nine. Right. Right. So dudes that see him that are our age, like what up little player? You got all the chicks yet? We push that on them at a young age. So you think that if you don't match up to that, you're not on the level of what, you know, this black maleness looks like. Even so let me ask you this. All the right, ways. right. So that's the thing. That's a key point. So are we failing our black boys emotionally? Absolutely. Because because uh, like what you're saying is like because Eddie's point was like the immaturity you're saying, like as far as being able to respond. So are we failing somewhere as parents and like obviously we're currently parents so did the generation before us or where we or is it a generation that's is there this a miscommunication where we're failing our kids with allowing them to be expressive and having these black boys not being able to understand their emotions are we putting too many well, pressures on them like you know on. what i mean because go ahead go ahead no, uh, but I was, go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Nah, I didn't want to jump in front of you, but I did want to say that the comment that uh Shana had put up hit Shana. on a lot of Shana, Shana. I'm sorry, I just said right the first time Shanna put up. <laughs> I think black men are broken in the sense that some of them are lacking in certain areas and it puts y'all at a disadvantage. Most parents don't raise our black men to be emotionally intelligent. When our men aren't emotionally intelligent, they are broken. It takes a strong, emotionally intelligent, confident man to admit his shortcomings, walk in his truth, and say, I don't have it all together. Most black men don't do that. They find it weak. That's a fact. I agree. I just wouldn't call it, like, personally, I just wouldn't call it broken. I would say, you know what I mean? You just you're flawed. You're scarred. No, it's not, it's not argument. I think, I think because when we. Nah, fuck that part. It's like, that's like saying, <laughs> nah, it's like, it's like when you, joke, when you call yourself something that feels like you can't come back from it, then you start believing that. So if like you were a kid and it's like, you know, I mean, we broken anyway. So what the fuck? What I got to lose? And it's not, I don't think that it, it goes there. It's like when people say, like, you know, I mean, your grandparents might say, you know, don't, don't say you're poor. Don't right. say you're broke. Like it's yeah. just you don't yeah. you just you don't do that. You, you can say, say yeah, I mean I'm I'm flawed. That's fine because you can fix flaws. You can you can grow from that. I think it's just a matter of understanding where you're at and being able to be honest with that and being vulnerable and where you're at and saying this is what's going on. Right now, therapy's huge in the black male community. Right. Which I think it's, is gonna be uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that's, that's going to be amazing for the generation that's growing up as kids right now because you have fathers and uncles and cousins and you know grandfathers or whatever having these conversations, getting into their emotions, learning how to communicate and how to express how they feel in a different way. Whereas before, it was shut up and do what I say. Yeah. And there is no conversation. Yeah. You, you're going to get this beaten and I'm not going to tell you why. So, so now, 
now you start breaking that it's mm -hmm. it changes it starts changing that generation so like all three of y'all y'all have amazing relationships with your sons so to see that now <coughs> excuse me whereas with us growing up it was like oh your dad's at the house you know who your dad is you see your dad that that was a thing now it's like for me it's almost like where's your son why why don't you have your son like because i always see y'all with them so it's different i think i think we're in the trajectory of changing that so i, I want to interject because I, I got two questions off of well this i got one question that's based off of what you're saying so speak, i was going to ask i was going to ask i was going to ask you do you think that the generation before us as a whole like as far as them being fathers they were a little bit more absent than our generation generation I think I think our I think our parents were a because a lot of us that grew up without dad being there. You see what I'm saying? Right. I think I think when you get post civil rights and you go into like the Black Panther movement before you get into the like drugs the, in the seventies. Yeah, I think right. I think the generation in there were basically like just like left out and abandoned because at post civil rights. It's almost like that entire civil rights generation and before just gave up because it was just like, what are we even fighting for anymore? Mm -hmm. And then you move it to the younger generation, which is where the Panthers came in. They were all in college, basically trying to overthrow the wrongs of government. So that's misguided. That goes into we're going to end that and just throw this into the drug epidemic. And then it just goes downhill from there. So I think that's where the problem came. Our parents just. I think our parents just did what they knew to do, but they didn't really know what to do because so would you say a lot of us stepped up let to me, the plate then in comparison to I, the previous I, generation. Nah, I can't say that because y'all know, and like let me say this because I was raised by my single father. You're a rarity. I'm not as much as you want to think. But there were a lot. But here's crazy. the thing. But here's the thing. On top of that, he had to deal with stuff with his dad. Like his dad wasn't around. So again, that is what set the tone for me. You know what I mean? Because again, that's how I know that a father could be with his son. But also, you also know my family in its entirety. I had a whole bunch of uncles who were married. And they families and like you know my uncle skip my uncle boo like you know my uncle like you know what i mean so i grew up with a lot of men because there are men and i don't want everybody to always think that and i and i get it like some people a lot of people don't but that's not where i grew up and what i and we grew up around the same area like you know what i mean and you know i had men a lot of strong men who took care of their families that were in these situations i don't want it to make it seem like it was just everybody like you know what i mean and no, that's no, the, it's never it's, 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 no, no. Thing, it's but it was, it was very common be real because it was very common to me somebody said yo i live with my single mom versus my single dad you yeah. see what i'm saying i, I mean that's, yeah but I, but I also know i know a lot of people like like our two dudes that's not even on this show have both parents like you know what i mean because it's not i don't think it's it's not a, as uncommon as we want to always believe and i think it's it's part of the thing that like we say like you say so many things so many times that you'll start believing that some of these, like, again, if you keep saying you broken, you go say you broken. And I think the psychological aspect, like there's there's parents that, like this co-parenting thing, like there's a lot of parents that were because just because they didn't live in the house. In my life that I needed to grow up from being a broken person. Like, like, like 
Yo, I do believe that me not having dad there the way that he should have been there with me growing up. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. Way. My emotional aspect, right? I'm naturally emotional. So me and my son have that emotional thing. Like, we're good. We can talk about our feelings. But that's, mm. that's, just, that's just me being a dad to my son. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's way easy with my daughters. But what, what I'm saying is, like, I didn't, you know, we're some, 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 some guys... And, and, and I actually want to go back to this question because what I'm about to say is going to touch it. So Mogamoto said, does the way men define masculinity play a part of this? Yes. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because if you course. wrote it the minute that, like you said, shot, you fuck that feeling shit. You know what I mean? Like, we're men. Urgh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're basically yeah. brought to think that for the most part. And, and Bub, you can you can agree that just so think about my grandpa, right? He was from a different generation where emotions mm-hmm. played no part in nothing. My grandpa would stop my son dead in his track before he'd take a hug from him. Like I'm just being real. That's 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 too soft. You see what I'm saying? So it's like see, is that not a broken way of thinking about things? Well, you I mean I know he's wrong. He should be more in touch with his emotions. But you gotta to right. embrace it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. You're right. But I, let me, let's put this in perspective. <clears throat> the shot stated the, the prior generation from our parents, the great, the grandparents, they used mm-hmm. to, they're removed from the civil rights. So they've, they fought and they had a certain way of carrying things. Like, you right, know what right, I mean? Right. It was, it was, it was, you know what I mean? Just do your job, put your head down, yeah. you know, your leg falling off, it don't matter. You still go to work. Right. The next generation understood some of the evolution. Like you said, the Panthers, our parents in that generation, they start saying that, hey, that ain't the way to go because I don't want to, you know, die that way. Just just going to work for somebody, my leg fall off. We're the evolution to where uh, that's not necessarily even the best way to the, where our kids are now. So to omit that these things took place and we're also in a place where it's natural progression. That's why I said we're not broken because we're still progressing in the mental health aspect of understanding the traumas that's been placed in front of us. So maybe the we evolution were broken is, and now we're fixing it. We're, we were never broken. We evolved from, I mean, we left from, I mean, we, we beat, I mean, we got out of slavery. You know what I mean? Like we, we got out of slavery. We went to the civil rights. Like we fought and we, and they fucking slaughtered a lot of us. And we, and we tortured them and we suffered, but we never fucking gave up and we're still fighting for the same thing. So we have to be survivors in your fucking thinking. And it's never been that way. And the evolution of it is, again, the civil rights movement is only 60 years ago. That's not even that far ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy when you think so, about so, it. Because think about this. How many so you have like in certain areas, you have like the, the Chinatown where you know that whole thing where you have like little Italy, you have like all of that thing. And I know you heard this before, but think about that. Cause where's there a little Africa? Where's there a place where a because they don't have nah, culture? Nah, nah. Like our culture was nah. that's cultural. And that nah, was stripped that, away. Like nah, yeah, that's a different thing. Nah, your own I think that's, that's, that's too easy. right. It goes that's back. Easy. No, it's not. We'll go, nah, I, nah, I could go to your business and say, "Yo, cuz, why don't you give me a discount on them kicks?" But then go to Foot Locker and, and accept whatever they tell me. Nah. Fine, I'll pay the three hundred and fifty dollars. So, but but mm-hmm. cuz, you should give them to me for a hundred off. Like hold on, we have that hold mentality, cuz. Hold on, because this this is that's actually that's easy. Where where's the where's the black neighborhood? Everywhere there's MLK. So everywhere yeah, is MLK okay, is, is the black neighborhood. neighborhood. Ain't nobody got right. business. But it's a poor neighborhood because we're taking our money out of the neighborhood and taking it somewhere else. We're, the other we're saying the other communities. I'm saying the other communities, they don't do that. So it's Chinatown shops in Chinatown. Like if you're in Little Russia, they shop in Little Russia. If you're in Little India, they shop in Little India. Little Ethiopia, that's where they shopping at. We take our money 
because after segregation, it was cool for us to be able to like walk into a store in a different neighborhood and spend our money because they wouldn't allow us to do it before. Now that you can do that, the mentality of going somewhere else and spending your money because that's a better quality of stuff. No, you're omitting. You're omitting one you're, part about it, Chuck. We know. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna tell the truth. that stuff. No, no. Part yeah. part of it was shot, and we discussed this before too. Like with the Black Wall Street, and a lot of times we had our own businesses and stuff like that. They would come and destroy that shit after a fucking while too. And that's what I'm saying because we have to. We're adaptable people, so we've we're, always been adaptable people, and we're forgetting that because again, no, it's, we not, grew it's up, not forgetting that. It's not forgetting that. But yeah, because we have to it, we have to acknowledge that we migrated out of our own communities. We we in some instances, but there was still a in sense of pride instances. with nah because we had like even we came through in the nineties. There were people that lived in certain areas, but they still came back and had businesses in our areas that still helped the the um the area manifest. Now financially and certain and like certain dynamics at this point, it doesn't even benefit you financially to to give back in certain areas because of the yeah, fact that if the, you put the money, a business in your your neighborhood, somebody's gonna rob it. Because they're that's not robbed. No, you saying robbed? It's not even robbed. It's not. It's it's the financial ramifications of like insurance, taking care of like everything that takes place with trying to have this but, business. When we went to school. It's not, that's it's I, a broken that's, way of nah, I think, it's I think that's, Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're trying everybody trying to talk at one time. Everybody trying to talk at one time. Hold on. No, y'all good. Go talk. 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 Yeah. Nah, I'm gonna plug something right quick. I want to say something because. Facebook usually put up a comment earlier that I think need to be addressed. He said, I agree with Eddie. We are broken. Just think we are told to humble ourselves more than being told to be yourself. That's Vaughn. Why do you say Facebook user? It's Vaughn. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Look, and then it says every black man, which is a true statement, is not a survivor. Sean Ray Williams, we are one worst enemy when it comes to supporting each other. Iron sharpens iron. Each one teach one. It also has to deal with general curses. Generational curses. Generational curses. Excuse me. Public school. Go ahead, Eddie and Shot. <laughs> if you, if you nah. well, if you I ain't gonna say what school. I started to say. <laughs> nah. Go ahead, Shot and Eddie. Y'all was y'all had. That's some why I said I'm you. broken. Nah. So I'm. I'm I think that. I don't think that it's. I can't put my business here because if I do, it's going to get robbed. Okay, yeah, wait, wait. I, I gotta that. pause you. I gotta pause you. I gotta pause you. If you don't think that that's legit, I'm not saying. Okay, that's that's very. I don't know the word that I want to say, but yeah, I shouldn't really think that, right? So that's Eddie's broken way of thinking about things because society says that that's what's going to happen. Right. Who? Whatever. Let's let's be real. I I wouldn't have a fear of putting a, a business in the hood. Just because, like, yo, I want to create, like, employment for my own, you know? That that kid that can't get on the bus to go way to the mall because their parent can't or they can't afford it, but it's within walking distance, so they can get to my store or work there and get a check. Cool. I wouldn't mind doing any of that, helping out, you know, funneling money through the hood. Like, you know, you're going to spend black money in my black establishment, that's dope, and I'm giving back, you know, whatever. But what I'm getting at is, bro, there are... You can't sit here and tell me that people don't think, okay, think about Harrisburg, uptown. You know what I mean? They got, so where the barbecue pit is, they got the, the this little weed shop now. Like they're, they're they're literally closing down things and putting up new things, trying to gentrify, you know what I mean, the hood type thing, right? Like, right. 
bro. Do you right, because they there, there's value there. If it was just us, like, if, like no, no. Yeah, think about the, it. The, the, no, the thing is this: it's the it's the lazy way of this, yo. Like every restaurant, all the corner stores are owned by non-black people, so there's money there. Like to Shad's one point, he was gonna say, like, yo, the thing is, is that you gotta understand like you sitting there saying like i'm gonna get right no that's not the thinking like the thinking shouldn't be that because it's yo mr lee's how many mr lee's do we know in harrisburg that own corner stores and we there's everywhere in harrisburg is a mr lee and that's not being racist or anything that's just being true because the money's there again like there's now there now recently there's been a whole bunch of um spanish spots that have been popping up six um six and school kills not even at bar no more it's a it's a corner store all the bars all the bars are turned into corner stores by other races because the fact is the money's there like we got to stop telling ourselves that we we don't have the money to do that though yes we do they don't have the money they had the resources and figure that and they figure it out so, Yo, right, so if we got the money why are we not buying the stores then because we don't value it right because we don't value it that's a broken way of thinking about it Nah, the, the problem is we don't, it's not that we don't value it. We don't understand it. So we don't, we don't think about the middle lane. It's, I want this. I want a real estate license so I can go make this much money on a real estate license. I want a car dealership so I can make this much money in the car dealership. You don't think about the middle shit. Nobody thinks about the fact that you always need laundry detergent. You always need like cereal like things like that you don't think about and those are everyday items those aren't big ticket items so we're trying to sell thinking about a shot because we're we focus on the money instead of the resource so every we're all trying to get rich instead of making sure that we can maintain where you there's a lot of money in maintaining is that not, not a goddamn broken way of that's not a, it's not a broken, it's not a it's not a broken way like nah it's a it's a step no it's the you could get a it's the steps and sell that's all the broken. things that we need right Hold detergent on. like you said cereal no now nah, we want to jump from projects to man because you know because not nah, but it's it's right. it's something it's something that was programmed because it was shown to us that way Okay. You think about MTV Cribs, everybody whose house they showed us was broke. Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to figure out how to level up on that person instead of doing your best. Mm-hmm. So we're chasing we're chasing bigger dollar amounts instead of doing things that we either one enjoy doing, two mm-hmm. that's actually like needed in our community because you can stay in the community. You can like the six of us honestly right now could pool money together and open up a store in the hood. Facts. You know what I mean? We could we could pull money together and buy a crib, flip a crib, buy another crib, flip a crib, buy another. It's easy to do. It's just a simple fact that we're not willing to do these things because these are like on the median level. I want the, di- the discipline and folks that it takes to acquire grand wealth and long time wealth is is a process. process, and that's where we we're making the mistakes because again we we get so caught up in the get rich or get blow up type things. And it's only one avenue. That's why, like, even like, even shit. I'm gonna just to keep it simple. We only think about basketball. Oh, they're going to basketball, or football, baseball makes the money. You know what I mean? That's why they pulled it out the hood. You know what I mean? Like, right, we just get right. small minded and fixated on the small things. You and the fact that, like, being a doctor or a dentist, you can make decent wealth doing that. Like, they got yeah, money. I mean, they you ain't can. rich, but they got bread. You can, but you can get a stick and hit a ball. 
You know what I'm saying? And just learn how to catch a ball. Like, and I get that shit. But I'm talking about even with the sports. Like, we get so fixated on what they tell us in the lane of what it is. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, let me ask you this. So, are we just misunderstood as black men because the fact of, like, again, nah. are we misinformed or are we mis... Are we nah, just- you, can't, you can't misunderstand something that's not explained to you. So, to misunderstand you, I have to have the facts and then say, oh, from what you said to me, I didn't, I didn't process that right. So it's like, if you're saying, this is who I am, this is my image, I don't give a shit, I'll fight you if I need to, I'm here, I'm protecting my family, you know what I mean, I'm about my money, I'm not afraid of anything. From what you gave me, I have to utilize that to come to a conclusion. If I misunderstand what you just told me, that's what I have to base it off of. If your truth is, I'm actually afraid, I think I'm failing my family, I'm worried about my money, I think I'm about to lose my crib, I don't want to get into a fight because that's not me. I'm not trying to carry a gun because that's not me. Like for me, I just want to have my family, love on my family, see everybody grow up and just have everything peaceful. If that's who you are on the inside, but you gave me that other person, I'm not misunderstanding you. I'm looking at the lie that you told me. So I'd rather at that point adjust myself to your lie than your truth because I don't know your truth. I don't know that person. Mm. So I'm better off with this other dude because that's who I've always been around. So, so now you're saying dude, that's specifically our way of thinking, correct? Like that's not, that's not, saying. that's not, I don't think that's just us. I think that people have facades. I think with our community, the issue that we run into is that mm-hmm. we're raised to not be vulnerable, not be emotional, not be transparent that's and always have our head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how we're raised. You're a dude, you get into an argument, go fight. We was raised that way, though, again, because of, like we said, the, t- the evolution, because right. that's the, that was the mindset. But now, like, through conversations such as this, such as this GQ podcast, make sure y'all tune in. No, but the evolution of just being able to talk, you know what I mean? And, like, understand, like, every generation, like, now we know we have more information that they flooded us with drugs intentionally to remove fathers out today because we weren't broken we're not broken it was an intentional thing because they knew the threat if you know a threat the only way you take care of a threat is to take out their mind so they can't think and that's what it's always been but it's not been it hasn't been an overnight process i think because my i hate to keep playing i apologize because I'm just trying to because you don't apologize for what you think. That's not nah, I just think how you think. I keep cutting you off. You know, I can't <laughs> you're good. You know me. I can't just sit there and be quiet sometimes. Go but ahead, get busy. I just, I just think I, I do think that that's us being broke because like we can fix that. When you break something, okay, not everything that's broke can be fixed. Let's be real. If I shatter a glass in a million pieces, if you total I your car, actually if you maybe total, I, if you total your car, it's gone. No, but okay. you, just, you, can, you can you can you can shatter so you can put it back together, but it's still flawed. Okay, you can fix it, it right? Work. Something that a broken can be fixed. All right, I know that a broken bone can be fixed. Whether you got to put plates and screws in it, somehow or another, you're gonna fix that yeah. bone. You know what I mean? Just, it's flawed. So after, but it can after be after fixed. After, it can be fixed. It can be fixed. But you know, I mean, it's it's it has imperfection now. That's all. All right, this is a perfect yeah, yeah. time for I me to like slide that. right into this. <laughs> yeah, Smoke no, mama, no, hold no, on, no, one no. minute. Hold on, Go hold ahead. on. Go ahead. Mama said, when we say communication and key, that includes relationships with our children. 
Sean Ray Williams. A lot of people have this slavery mindset and try to use that as an excuse why they can't get ahead in life. Vaughn, just because you're broken doesn't mean you're not able to be fixed. True. Business 101. We need to start to have the business mindset and stop spending money on the wrong things. And Mocha Mama closed out with, it will be broken and fixed, but it won't ever be the same, which is right. a true statement. I can agree with that. that that's nah. cool, but just Hold because up. it'll never Hold be up, the Eddie. same doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be worse. You know what I mean? Hold up. That, nah, that 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 is. Is. Bub, I'm nah. I agree with that comment, but I'm asking y'all. Bub, when to say something. Go ahead, Bob. Nah, ahead, I want you Bob, to say Bob. something because you've been a lot of quiet down there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like me and Shaden, you know what I mean? Um, so and I want to hear what you got to say about that. I mean, oh, nah, I good, think huh? if you get to a place in life, like, I think it sometimes can be interpreted, I'm going to say interpreted as being broken. Now, if you down the wits end, you lost this, you lost your job, you lost your home you lost your car you lost all these things at one time it's like look i have nothing i'm this this then the third some may interpret that as being broken now some may say that's not being broken but some may interpret that as being broken now the question is do you stay there or do you get up here's the thing because some people we talking about the broken and misunderstood but there has to be a point where you say, I can't, like, I can't have sympathy for somebody that's broken and wants to stay that way. It's not trying not to increase or level up in any way, shape, or form. Because we could talk about being broken, but there's some people that are broken, right? And they feel they're broken right now. But my question to them that may be listening right now, and I want them to hear me, what are you going to do about it? What so are I you think, going to do about it? I think I think that's the thing. I don't I don't think that I don't think I think regardless of how how low your situation gets. If you're alive, you can fix it. Come on. I agree, so, bro. There's there's always a way to fix it. The shit it might be hard. It might take you 10 years to get it done. But mm -hmm. if you're if you're still here and you're still breathing, it can be fixed. You will be get perfect. There. It won't be perfect. And again, that's where it comes that's what that's when I say it's it's about being honest with yourself and saying, look, I have a money mismanagement issue. I need help figuring out how to manage my money because if I keep doing this, I'm gonna keep staying in the same situation. Got you. Tell I have a thing, I have a thing where I have vices that is taking me out of my relationship on a continuous basis. You gotta separate. It's like mm -hmm. you need to you need to figure out what your problem is, be honest with yourself about your problem and then fix it. Not to fix it for anybody else, but to fix it for, to be the best person that you can be for yourself. Everybody else comes after you. I I, I love the whole, the family thing, you know, I mean, I'm sure y'all are gonna say you gotta put your kids first. It's, it's- I gotta a, make sure I'm cool before I make sure my kids is cool. I can't do nothing saying, for my kids if I'm broken. I can't do nothing for my kids. But it's black men, but it's black men, how do you get, how do you, how do you, all right, so let me ask you all this. To Shad's point, like, we got to be able to be open. You're very, like, that's a very valid point. So how do you get to those steps, Shad, Bugs, Eddie, where you can actually feel comfortable saying, I need help or I need this? Because a lot, of, like you said, in a lot of instances, a lot of us as black men have been taught, 
you don't express but how do you revert that to change you know that what? narrative where you get to that direction like how do you make it go there in a go. better there direction go there go first. Go, go ahead bro go ahead. oh no nah. what i would oh was that me doing a lot of it nah, i think i think i think the honest way to to start to get yourself on the right track is to surround yourself with the right people who will allow you to be vulnerable and transparent without judging you if you have if you have that kind of network even if it's three people two people if you have people that you can be honest and vulnerable with i think that's the perfect way to get back on the right track regardless of how far you are if you have nobody that you can turn to and just be honest is like if everybody that you're talking to is going to judge what you're doing you're not going to tell them the truth because you don't want to hear the judgment Okay, hey, I respond to that. I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, listen. Go ahead, Eddie. So what, what you just said, my fault, Bugs. I just nah, needed to respond to what he just said. <laughs> so, like, I think that it's it might be hard for others more. It may be more hard for others to actually put themselves in that vulnerable state because there's still people at our ages that will still lie and say things, Oof. not not actually admitting that there's a a struggle mentally or whatever and they're not ready to really put that out there because maybe they're uncomfortable whatever your reason is you might be uncomfortable you may feel judged like you said but you have to find within yourself and and, and you have to find within yourself to to be able to be honest with your brother like all right any one of y'all on here y'all know me y'all knew me since i was a young boy y'all know i've always been an open book if i'm struggling with something if i'm hurting about something if i'm whatever like i have no problem with hitting up either one of y'all and saying Yo, I'm experiencing this, and I need. Right. And if I need help, I'm also okay with saying I need help. Like, I don't think that that makes me look like less than a man. You know what I'm saying? This is what I teach my son. It's okay to have help because we all need it from time to time. You know what I mean? But you have to find that within yourself, and not everybody. Some people don't ever develop that. Some right. people go to the grave thinking like, "Yo, I'm just not comfortable telling nobody anything." And so, therefore, I can't get the help that I need to grow or fix myself or however you want to word it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really about however you want to word the situation. So you, you surround yourself with positive people to answer your question, Bob. Like, if I have a, a, a life that I'm living and I'm around all these things that I know are negative, you know what I'm saying? It's like if I have a drinking problem. Why would I be a drink all the time if I know that I need to not drink no more? You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, I got to surround myself with positivity. So let me hang out with my friends that don't drink as much. Maybe I won't have the desire to drink. I'm using the drink thing as an example, obviously. But you, you surround yourself with those type of people that are going to push you to be a better you. Because, like, I thrive off that. I love to see when one of my folks or somebody's doing well or, you know what I mean, whatever. Like, And, and I'm always going to be full of uh, questions. If I'm not where I think I need to be, or maybe there's something you're doing that can help me out. Maybe it's with my business. Maybe it's with whatever. I have no problem asking that. But see, that's me. Not everybody's like that. It's hard. It kind of is hard. And, and, and with men, it's a pride thing a lot of time. I ain't asking this nigga for help so he can look at me like I'm a clown. Mm. Am, I, am I wrong? You know what nah. I'm saying? Nah. But look. Go ahead, bro. Okay. My fault. Go ahead, bro. Nah, you good. I want to plug this, and I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like what? Say what oh, you I said. I hope you ain't plugging no comments. Say your piece, my man. Oh, like, no. Nah, I'm, I'm all right, cool, cool, cool. Talk. What I'm Talk. saying is this. Listen, <laughs> I got to plug this for somebody that may see this. Maybe they watching now. Like, that all is, right. like, adamantly on me. Like, real talk. Like, sometimes you got to just be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got to get to the point to where I've got to do something. 
some people have to hit rock bottom before they realize I have to change this way of thinking or I have to change this mindset. And the night I'm literally speaking, like, don't let that be you. Black man, black king, rise up from where you are. Realize that you've had enough. And it is time to do something about it. If it's a habit, if it's sickness, if it's disease, whatever it is, it can get better. But whether it's male or female, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be vulnerable. You have to open up, clean out those things that have been inside for so long, sweep in there, then you'll be able to go on and progress and heal. Because I've never seen nobody that progressed going forward that kept looking backwards. You got to leave with the past is the past. It don't matter what you did last week. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It don't matter what you did this morning. If you got the mindset to change, your change can begin right now. And, and I like Yo, I like that. I almost played the organ on that because I was feeling that shit a little bit. I was going to be like, mm. yeah. but um, the that's, thing is, that's real. Let me no, say no, this it though, because what all it y'all is. said is is true. But the key, like one of the key thing is, like you said, you do surround yourself with uh, with um people you can talk to. You do have to just get get rid of the the negative stigma. But you got to understand, people are going to talk, so you got to just let that go. But you that's also right. got to understand right. that right. time is the one thing you can't get back. So yeah. you don't waste your time on that negativity. Yeah. Like the evolution and understanding is key. You understand that as a man, you can't sit there and soak about what you did in the past. What's done is done. Now you had to progress. And like you said, with the, the like-minded people, you had to go in a direction to where you need to get to. And that's the key thing I think that they need to hear. They need to see us. We're unity. We're black men. We're out here. We're speaking because we love y'all. We love ourselves. We love each other. We love our families. Like yeah, we yeah. we can do this, and it's not going to be anything that you just leave. Like I mean, like anything that you're going to do that's going to progress something is going to be hard. There's always going to be resistance, but you go keep pushing because you built for it, and you're stronger than you always know you. I mean, you're going to always find that you're stronger than you ever thought Stop. you were. So you Stop. just got to keep pushing, man. Like that's what it's really about. But let that shit go. Like all like a lot of that stuff, it's in the past. If you hear, that means you were meant to survive it. If you aren't here, you wouldn't be even here to tell your story. So you got to keep pushing. And that's what you got to build up. And that's how you got to build your friends up, your family, your loved ones. And that's what it's about. Like, you got to keep pushing. Nothing more, nothing less. Nah, I think on I think on top of that, I think on top of that, like, you have to, you have to forgive yourself. Like, you, you're no different than anybody else. Everybody fucks up. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta forgive yourself to be able to leave the past in the past and move forward. You don't gotta do it for everybody else. You don't gotta say it for nobody yeah. else at it's all. Just, it's a conversation with self. I have, I have a thing that I do on every day. Like before I go to sleep, I'll be like, "You had a good fucking day. Like you got this shit done. You got this done. Could have did better here, but you had a good fucking day. Like be proud of yourself." And I go to bed. And I wake up the next morning, I try to set my intentions and I try to achieve something that day. It's if I don't get something done or I don't accomplish something or I don't finish something, I let myself know it's all right. There's there's tomorrow. Like you can you can still get it done. Don't make a habit of it, but you it's good. Like you're fine. And I think that's the 
it's I think we, we're hard on ourselves to the point that we overwhelm ourselves too heavily to where we can't progress forward. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you you ain't did this. And first time somebody say, well, you ain't shit. Like, maybe you ain't shit. You ain't did this in this long. You you suck at this. You can't do that. And you start beating yourself down. You're your worst critic. Anybody else, if you have, if you have that power in yourself, nobody else can beat you down far enough to make you not be able to do something. It's when you believe it and you allow someone to keep kicking you down a hill that you keep going down the hill and you just stay there. So you forgive yourself and then just let it go. I don't, Man, my people, my people are not broken. My people are powerful as hell. Get out. My people, we achieve everything that we want. And it gets it gets stolen all the time because we're. And that's fine. Y'all keep stealing. You can keep stealing, but you you can never be us. You can never do what we do. You can't duplicate it. By the time you duplicate it, we've done something else. Like we achieve everything. Everything. Like we are. We are winners. It's it's the matter of us seeing us in our totality and until we do that they're going to keep attacking and it's not just one race it's it's a system and they're going to keep attacking like right now africa has more asian people when they're trying to take over the country than they do white people it's a system they know that we have the resources to everything they know we have answers to everything they know we're going to achieve whatever we set our minds to like we can do whatever fuck we want Real talk. So it's just a matter of believing you can do whatever you want. Just to touch on something before we close, we've been out here for a minute, yeah. and I get it. I just want to touch the: Are we under? Are black men under unappreciated? Do you think we're unappreciated though? I think we're yeah. underappreciated by ourselves. I think yeah. we underappreciate us by each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I, I think I think I think black women want to see us be better because they know the potential of black men. They want to see us do better. I think that white people see it and they're like, damn, if they actually achieve, that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, and again, I'm not going to say that's all white people because some white people want to see us win as well. Like there's, there's a lot of people that want to see us win. So it's just, we, we have to see us for what and who we are. And then like, once you get there, like we're, unstoppable if we if we all as black people were supporting each other it's like yo the the question whenever you go somewhere to, like for me i go whatever city i used to live in i bump this by what you been up to oh i tell them like blah, 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 blah. oh that's cool that's cool all right man you stay up it's not like oh yo since you're doing that i know this dude that's doing this you should link up with them and you can probably push that further it's if i say so what's new with you I'm not saying it just to say what's new with you. I'm saying it to find out what you've been doing. Is there a way I can help you get somewhere that you're trying to get to? It's different. Like I tell people, like hit me up. I don't, I don't have everything. I don't know everybody, but I share my resources in a heartbeat. Like, and, that's, and it's like, just it's that thing. Like I'm, I'm here. I want my fucking people to win. Period. So, in whatever way. You think we like, I don't even know how to even follow up the rest of all of y'all positive uh, messages I was saying. No, I'm going to just say this, though. It's not, it's that not was real shit, but I'm going to say about, this. That's, that's when it comes to your bettering shit. yourself, no, no, I'm just minus yeah. sure. But when it comes to bettering yourself, I just I do want to let everybody know, like, yo, it's okay to get you some professional help to work through your shit. Like, it really is. Like, I know it was brought up to think that, like, that, that therapy thing wasn't for 
us, but like, and Shad's number one advocate of this. Like, and I appreciated him for being open about it because it kind of made me comfortable with it too. Because like, yo, you can't really figure it out on your own mentally. Yo, we got a lot of things going on in our head, and sometimes you got to lay that out and get somebody that actually went to school that can help you work through that thing. You know what I'm saying? But just make sure that you, whoever you talk to, you can relate with them. Like for me personally, a, a therapist for me, my ideal therapist, I like to listen to women a lot of times. Maybe it's my upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Because I was raised by a predominantly woman. So a black woman, I feel like can help me iron out my things or my issues. Plus also I know that she's going to hold me to a certain standard. So it makes me want to do better. I can feel comfortable with one of my guys and say, you know, guys can be yes men. Not saying that y'all are, but guys can be yes men, right? Mm -hmm. And this is yeah. just my preference. But I know that like a, a, a black female can help me iron it out. It's like, it's almost like talking to mom dudes for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm laying this out. I got to work through these things. And then once you get yourself better, you got to better your relationships with your people around you. Because, like, we got to do better for each other also. That's another. That's the only way that we can really grow, bro. Like, we can't just sit here and just keep putting each other down and, like, doing what society said we should do. We should be like, yo, we are kings. I agree. We're, we're like, like, we're, like, we're dope. Like we're so dope, and we don't even we we, we haven't even scratched the surface of what what, what we really could be. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to better ourselves. So get yourself right, get your relationships right. Let's all grow together. That, that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, respect. Yeah. So so do you think we're yeah. unappreciated? Talk that talk, Eddie. Say it again. So do you think we're unappreciated? With all oh, that, yeah, we're up. definitely unappreciated. Right. Like, of course, <laughs> but we're unappreciated right. as a race, not even just black men. Our whole entire race is like black women. Think about it; they're at the bottom of the fucking barrel. Like they're not; they're the most educated. Not to fucking, us, but that's no, how no. They're treated by they're the most educated bro. people in, in this world. But no, I mean, no, what I'm saying is, is, I'm not saying they are. I'm saying that's how they're treated. That's how they treat them. You see what I'm saying? Because I think they treat us worse. But nah, when it comes when it comes to when it comes to like like corporate america like they get pushed to the bottom they do like it's yeah. it's it's white Yo. men white women black men they are the greatest resource they're the greatest resource it's not even resources black women are yeah super yeah 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 they, they are i'm not like bro, i don't i don't even they, know the word to, to superheroes I don't want to, and I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to say the wrong word. I'm trying to just, I'm trying to compliment you to let you know how special you are. And I love you. All of you. You know what I'm saying? That's it. What you got, Bugs? Are we unappreciated? Yo. What you nah. I mean, yeah. I mean, to society, I do believe because I don't believe we get the respect we deserve in any environment. So until we do, I must say yes. We're not appreciated because we are king. We are it. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. But that's another conversation, my brother. But that's also a wonderful night. Um, note to get ready to close on. Hold on, real so quick. Before you final say that. statements. Yeah. No, yeah. Final statements. Now, yeah. Like, final statements. Now we um. I'm gonna say, go I don't got nothing else. No, nah, I just wanted yeah. to say because the, the books thing that yeah we're unappreciated, but that's because we're a threat. That's why every black man Definitely. out there, like when you're a threat, you have to eliminate a threat. That's why we're always attacked. We're survivors. We're great, 
and we're going to build this nation back. Don't fucking fall victim to what they tell you and stop repeating those same dry narratives. We're not broke at all. We're survivors. We're innovators. We're creators. We're the greatest. Respect us. Respect yourself. Show love and take care of each other, man. That's all this fuck is to it. And with that being said, loved ones, you already know what it is. There's so many other places you could have been on a Friday night, but you chose to be here with us, and we greatly appreciate it. So for the night, you take care. Stay safe. Shout out to all those in Florida. You want our thoughts and prayers? Rest in peace so to Coolio. Oh, we touch that next week. Most definitely. Next week. Y'all be happy. Be safe and most of all, be you. Q out. Q out. Peace, y'all.